Hey, welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready? Let's jump in. In this episode, we'll explore ways to create a calm morning routine how to prioritize what matters most when you're pulled in a million directions. And then let's talk breakfast. This is episode two. Here we go. So episode two, we are excited to be back with you for another week. And today I am joined by my friend, Christina. Hi. So I'm also a wife, mom, and nurse, and Hannah and I both live in the same small town. Awesome. So I thought we could just share quick weekend highlights before we jump into this topic. So um, for me, um, my family had this kind of full weekend, lots of family time and birthday celebrations. It ended up involving a fair amount of travel and driving, but you know, as always, it's it's worth it when you get to see family, especially people you don't always see every day. Um, so yeah, the highlights for me were mainly we got to spend a night in a hotel, which sounds funny, but it was really fun because like it re- extra fun for our kids. Like when I was little, I remember if we ever got to stay in a hotel, I was like, ooh, the hotel. Like, That's feel, huge. <laughs> yeah, you feel so special and you go in the pool. And so they had a pool party with daddy and I got to hang out with our baby boy because he had to go to bed. And so, yeah, it was just really fun. And what was really cool, too, is that I got to see a very excited reaction to a gift that I gave someone. And I love that because sometimes you feel like you really just knock it out of the park and then the person opens your gift and it's like, Womp womp, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I didn't really know what you wanted. I tried. <laughs> I tried. And then, but this one, it was like, yes, because this person was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And so, like, so happy. So that made my day. But yeah, and here's the thing. So, in talking about having a Sunday afternoon spirit where you really value that rest and downtime and everything, I made myself wait to unpack when we got home. Uh, oh my goodness, that's, that's the hardest part. <laughs> yeah. So on Sunday, here's what it looked like. We made the effort to go to church. We um, actually had to drive a little further, (laughs) Um, but we went to our old church and saw some friends and we felt super encouraged and joyful afterwards. And then we celebrated one of those birthdays with my family in the afternoon. And when we got home, my first inclination was get all the stuff done, you know, all the unpacking and laundry and, but no, what should I do or could I do instead? I could rest and I could slow down a little bit. That's the whole point of this podcast is to encourage that. Well, but it's kind of hard to practice what you preach though. (laughs) Yeah, it totally can be. It's really convicting. So one of my goals, you know, this past week was to make time for those Sunday afternoons. So I waited on the laundry and the unpacking. Very difficult for me, but I did wait. We went on a family bike ride instead because we still have this kind of glorious sunshine where we live and decently warm weather. So I thought, well, why not take advantage of that? And then we got some fresh air, movement, and laughter. And I whipped together one of those easy cheese and cracker fruit and veggie type of suppers. And we just had that as we relaxed on the front porch. Oh, that sounds perfect. We, we call those smorgasbord lunches in our family. And it's nice because everybody gets a little bit of everything, but they can kind of pick what they like too. Mm-hmm. There's less whining. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. So yeah, after the kids had a fun bath and got all clean, they went to bed. And the only thing I unpacked was just the things I needed that night, you know, for bed, like my glasses, contact case and solution, the, the basics. But it was such a big victory for me and to just like step into that Sunday afternoon spirit and attitude. Mm-hmm. I love, I love that. Um, I mean, if you'd followed your inclinations the way you, you would have gotten all twirly and unpacked and been busy and you would have missed those moments in the afternoon and those things 
things are the things that the kids are going to remember when they grow up. Yeah. So this week's topic is continuing with our back to school theme, and we just like to call it grown up edition part two. (laughs) I wanted to explore designing your daily morning routines. Now, I don't know about everyone else, but my routines tend to change and adapt with the seasons. Like our morning routine looks different in the summer than it does in the fall or winter. Is that similar to your family, Christina? Oh, yeah. I mean, the fall seems to be full of new beginnings, and then you have to crack down uh, on the wake up times because you actually got deadlines and Mm -hmm. things to try to get to. With that time crunch kind of cracked down, we've got to be most effective with our precious time and guard against the trap of doing all these other kind of peripheral, busy little tasks, but not the foundational core things that are truly important to us. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think social media can be a beast here. Um, Mm -hmm. When I have a hard time waking up, I just want to sit and look at my phone. Um, Yep. (laughs) Which is not the best use of my time. Right. Not face the day quite yet. (laughs) So how do you do that? You know, that's our question today. How do you design a routine to emphasize the important things without getting swept away by the nuttiness of everyday life? So here is one of the best things we can do to ensure that we sketch out our days with intention and purpose. So I remember this story, an example from way back in high school. I think I was a junior. And our, like, the high school leader that we had for our church youth group kind of shared this one time, and it always stuck with me. So he had this big jar, and he had rocks and pebbles and sand, and he used an example from a book that had been written years ago, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Basically, the illustration is put the big rocks in the jar first, like your big priorities, like the main foundational things that are important to you and kind of more crucial to your success in life and every day. And then the pebbles, the smaller rocks that are still important, like you do need to do these things, but they're not going to like make or break your existence, you know, like, and then the sand represents everything else. The little things that are definitely not as high of a priority. It's, um, so it was a really amazing example and it's always stuck with me. In fact, right now I just kind of recreated that jar downstairs. I will maybe post that on our Instagram for Sunday afternoon mama, but I got some rocks and just did it and the sand and it's that visual reminder of priorities and oh. getting the foundational things in. Especially because the, the smaller things will percolate around the big rocks um, and make it so that everything can still fit. Yes. Because you, you can, if yes. have your priorities set. Yeah. Because the illustration goes this way too. If you like were to dump a bunch of sand in the jar first, you can't really cram in the big rocks after that. It's mm-hmm. like it's full. It's You've already filled it. So for me, putting the big rocks in first literally looks like getting those foundational things. And there's probably only two or three, honestly, that most people will have. Getting those things done earlier in the morning before the day gets rolling along and random interruptions or even like good things, like good opportunities come up. Or your stress (laughs) maybe builds throughout the day because something happens or you start to lose energy, you know. So my big rocks, there's just three and it's time with God and time with my family and time for me. So does that kind of whole concept make sense? Like what would your big rocks be maybe? Well, not to copy you, but I have similar big rocks, but I guess it's a foundational yeah. thing, and so your friends will be similar. But um, So time with God, um, time with family, and then personal time are all important for me to get in each day. Yeah. And the thing is, the cool thing is, these big rocks may be common to a lot of us, but the way they play out in our schedule and our lives is going to be slightly different. So for me, the time with God can involve like quiet, you know, being still and just listening for his voice and trying to really like get my heart in the right place, like making sure I am not just pouring out all of my requests and and just like (laughs) not listening and then like time reading the Bible and time building that relationship Um, So what does that kind of look like for you, that big rock time with God? 
Um, I've got a, a weekly Bible study accountability group that I love, and then we meet on Mondays. And then I'll also make time after drop-off in the gym, I'll make time just to sit and be and have quiet at home mm-hmm. um, by myself. And that stillness really kind of gets my heart and attitude in check. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So let's go to the next one, which for us was the same type of thing, time with family. So for us, it involves like time with my kids primarily. As far as a foundational thing I need to do every day, it's really important to me. Time with family for us can look like reading or playing or baking something or a family walk or bike ride, maybe board games. Our kids love board games. And then activities like art or music. So how about you guys like time with family? So for us, the the kids love to have what we call family Lego time. And so before bed, we'll go and and play Legos for a bit and everybody's building and, and my son just narrates the whole time as he's building and, um, and it wants, wants you to be talking back and forth. And one night, a little bit ago, my husband got a, got a text and then responded. And then before, you just get sucked right into your phone there. Mm-hmm. And my and then my son was like, Dad, Dad, did I lose you? Did I lose you? And <laughs> I mean, that's horribly convicting as a parent um, because they're noticing that you're not engaged anymore. But it happens to all of us oh, that, yeah. um, that before we realize it, we're missing those moments because we get distracted by other stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you take the time, though, to like intentionally sit down and get down at their level and just play something that they think is really fun. That's so good. And that the whole point of prioritizing family, let's say, as a big rock is that you're making progress. Like all of us will have these moments like this where you're like, oh, oops, you know, like, but you just learn from it and you grow. And, you know, it's a really good reminder for all of us. And then you just move forward and just do it again. Like, okay, I'm going to prioritize that family time. Mm-hmm. And our kids will remember that, that we made the effort and that we are, are growing, you know? So time for me is the last big rock. And time for me typically happens at the end of the day when the kids are in bed, like reading a good book or watching an episode of a favorite show or taking a hot bath or, you know, sipping a hot cup of tea. I love that. Anything that kind of is relaxing at the end of the day and, you know, time with my husband, we're just chatting and and it's just so good because it's those those moments are really important too. So for you, like, what's the personal time kind of look like? Well, personal time can be easily be the rock that I forget most likely if I'm not careful. Mm-hmm. I, I I can struggle with attitude at the end of a busy day because I've not had any personal time yet. The other day I was we were having a rocky afternoon because <laughs> I was I just my husband's like just I hadn't had a chance to go to the gym. He's like, how about you just go to the gym? And that was a huge. It was an attitude adjustment. I even took the kids. They they played in the playroom and and I came back with like the endorphins release yeah. helps and you get your blood flowing and it was a whole different evening afterwards. Other personal time things that I enjoy doing are um, I'm currently enjoying the show Father Brown on Netflix um, and I'm reading slowly through the book Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. That's been a really, really interesting book also. I've heard great things about that. I should probably read that. Being an introvert myself, (laughs) being an introvert who loves being around people, it's not that I don't enjoy that. It's that key difference of feeling energized versus, Yeah, they're not not mutually exclusive. Yes, (laughs) love it. So what tends to throw me off my game is the frivolous sand, the distractions, the things that aren't crucial to my success that day. Sand usually involves the entertainment piece. For me, the TV shows on Netflix that we can also easily binge watch. (laughs) And that's why binge watch even became a phrase. It's just like one after the other after. It's so convenient and so easy to get pulled in and you're really into it. And you're like, one more episode won't hurt. And then you feel it the next morning when you stayed up too late or whatever. Things I have trouble regulating like social media time, which is a 
very common struggle for all of us or getting lost, like getting lost on Instagram or a Facebook rabbit trail. And you're reading something, you find yourself reading something that completely does not (laughs) even need to be on your radar, like something you don't truly need to know about. I know I've been trying to escape too much with the sand when my phone battery dies before 2 p.m. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, and the serious negative side here, I mean, we can all joke about it because it's a very real struggle, but the serious negative side here is that that too much time on social media has been consistently linked to feelings of envy and comparison, you know, and then that can breed insecurities in all of us and feelings of depression. So here are some tips and a takeaway for you in designing our morning routines, the grown-up edition. We'll get to our kids in another episode. So here we go. Number one, identify your two to three big rocks, the core foundational things you do every day to set yourself up for success and maximum effectiveness. Number two, identify those four to five small rocks, tasks or responsibilities that you have that should get done to ensure a smooth running of the home and kind of your family life. That's like the laundry. (laughs) Yep, exactly. (laughs) Number three, identify the possible sand in your life. And this is where you have to be honest with yourself. Just those things that aren't necessarily bad, but that do not relate to your essentials each day. In other words, if you don't do this thing, it won't matter at all. Practical example here. It does not matter if I catch up on Lost from 2008. (laughs) It's not a crucial thing. Number four, sketch out your morning, putting those big rocks in first. Whether you're a morning or night person, there's just certain foundational things that, that can be done kind of best in the morning. And that way, like we've said earlier, so that the chaos of the day or something comes up later and it's like, oh no, I didn't get this done. And it's kind of hanging over our heads. And so we just don't want that. We don't want to be emotionally drained and physically drained at the end of the day and then have all this foundational stuff we have to try to cram in, Mm -hmm. you know, and less intentionally because it's like we're tired and whatever. Number five, the very last one is to be flexible during the day, but don't stress if the little rocks don't get done and certainly not if the sand (laughs) doesn't happen. Again, for me and my schedule and for where I'm at in life, I get my big rocks done in the morning or they have like a 75, 80% chance of just not happening. It's Mm -hmm. just my reality. So before we move on and I share an outline of my current fall morning routine, let's chat about favorite things. So in relating to the morning, I just have to say early morning fog has become one of my favorite things right now. I don't know what it is, but the quiet, foggy, and cold mornings this season have just been amazing. And the sunrises Mm -hmm. have been stunning. Like the other day, there were almost like stacks and layers of these fiery orange clouds alternating with the dark, murky black sky of the morning. The orange clouds were almost outlined, like seemed to be outlined with this glowing highlight of this purple Oh, I love that. And the camera doesn't capture that either. You try and then you take a picture on your phone and it's just like, blah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So what is your favorite part about the morning? I definitely enjoy the fog as well. I guess that's one of the problems with good friends is that you kind of have the same interests. (laughs) So I'm not intending to copy you on everything today. It's totally fine. I'll just say, "Uh uh uh-huh, 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 (laughs) uh-huh. Yep. But I think one of my favorite parts um, of the morning is building a fire in the morning and then watching the kids kind of sleepily bring their clothes downstairs and then eat breakfast and get dressed by the fire. Oh, every time they do that, my heart just melts a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Fires are amazing, especially like early morning fireplace. Oh, it's so perfect. Yeah. So let's get back to morning routines. So I have chosen after years of battling with myself on this, I mean years, to get up early at 5 a.m. and have some time with God early in the morning and then go work out. That's just Mm -hmm. what it is. It's just the way that it's going to get done (laughs) is going to be this way. If I'm really awesome, I leave for the gym around 6-ish. 
And just a side note, in case any of you are like kind of thinking like, oh, I don't know, like blah, 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 whatever your thoughts are on exercise, a huge motivator for me to do some exercise and healthy movement of some sort every day comes from some back issues that I have. So it's really helpful when I stay moving and do some specific like stretches and things that physical therapists over the years have said and recommended for me to do. So yeah, and plus like Christina said, it is a fantastic stress reliever and mood booster for me. Like I come home from the gym and I'm like, good morning, (laughs) like ready to go. And even if I'm kind of physically tired, it's amazing what that does for you and your outlook on life. Um, So anyways, I come home, get breakfast going for the kids. My husband's finishing getting ready for work. We come together at the breakfast table um, and then he has to go, you know, leave for work. The kids help clean up breakfast most mornings. Sometimes we're a little by that point rushing like, Mm -hmm. okay, now we really need to pick up the pace and they get their jackets, shoes, backpacks, everything. And we're off to school. But yeah, by doing my big rocks first, two of them, two of Mm -hmm. the three, I have opportunities for really fun things later in the day or like to be really open to a spontaneous opportunity that comes to do something really amazing. And I love that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel so accomplished by 7 (laughs) a.m. Five to seven is like these two powerful like opportunities of hours to use for good. And then I just approach the day with more energy and joy. So what happens if I don't do this morning routine and get those big rocks in first is I've noticed this awful domino effect. It starts the night before where it's like too late of a bedtime. Then the morning falls apart, meaning I don't want to get up when the alarm goes off. I hit snooze or do whatever. I don't go to the gym. I don't have quiet time. And then I start so behind the curve and I feel like Mm -hmm. completely not prepared. And then I'm grouchy and I'm a little more like I feel bad about myself. (laughs) And then that's not a good way to start. I definitely, I think successful mornings begin the night before, because if you haven't prepped for school in the morning and gone to bed early, it's just going to be a frenzy. <laughs> and I, I kind of start waking up the kids in the morning with Mary Poppins voice. Oh, it's time to get up. And then like it quickly like unravels and pretty soon I'm Batman, like get in the car, get in the car, get in the car. And I really don't like being Batman mom because like the kids remember that. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I don't want them to have memories of me as Batman. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm getting this like mission ready like go 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 get in the car now 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 backpack bam 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 you just feel like you're going crazy though that's not how we want to start the mornings obviously the best mornings are when you you've planned before (laughs) and then we can just move from one thing to the next and we're calm and we're collected and it's it's much more pleasant for all of us Totally. Yeah. Now, some of you may be in a different stage of life or a different scenario, but this is just, you know, what works for me. This is why I share it, hopefully to just give some ideas or whatever of what has definitely been helpful for me. But I would advocate for all of us to really look at our mornings and think, okay, what could be improved? You know, like what's not really working for me or Mm -hmm. how do I want to feel as I'm getting ready and starting this new day? Mm -hmm. So it's a really good question to ask. There's a cool article in Psychology Today that I will link in the show notes that says that people can become more productive morning people by making a to-do list the night before, getting a good sleep, like the thing Christina was saying about the night before is really crucial to a good morning, exercising, practicing a morning ritual, eating a proper breakfast, tackling the most important work first kind of getting it done Mm -hmm. and I I have that philosophy for sure I do better when I do that and visualizing your ideal day so a lot of the same things we just said which is really cool another amazing article that I had read and just um, about mornings said each morning we get a brief window of time during which we're most mentally capable of getting stuff done 
One of the saddest mistakes in time management is the propensity of people to spend the two most productive hours of their day on things that don't require high cognitive capacity like social media. And I would say, oof, ouch, right there. Like that, yeah. just interject that. If we could salvage those precious hours most of us would be much more successful in accomplishing what we truly want. So if you need any more convincing, I have one more thing to share with you from Forbes.com. Great article there that said many successful business people get up early to exercise, like before the families awake and their official workdays start. And regular exercise boosts mood and fitness, provides energy on the job. And I would add here that motherhood is a very you know, intensely physical job at times. And it helps create deeper sleep cycles. Sleep experts say that if you go to bed earlier and wake up earlier, your body will be more in tune with the Earth's circadian rhythms, which offers more restorative sleep. So yeah, it's really amazing. Like that domino effect that I referred to earlier works both ways. The days that I'm successful at this general morning routine, I do, I feel a difference. I feel confident, happy, healthy, productive, and set up for success that mm -hmm. day. Yeah. That's very convicting. My my goal for this week will be to go to bed earlier when I can and then stay off social media until I've had some quiet time, until yep. after I've had some quiet time. Yep. And by when I can, I know what you mean because um, Christina works. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, I, I work as a nurse and then I pick up odd shifts. And so sometimes I get off work at 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. So, so obviously in that scenario. I can't go to bed, go to bed at 10 p.m. You because can't my just... patients wouldn't like that. <laughs> Excuse me, everyone. I just need to go I lay down. <laughs> so yeah, bed by 10 p.m. That's my goal. I mean, and I would love to invite you to try this kind of challenge with us because we'd love to see how this plays out. So let us know if any of these tips were helpful for you or if you have ideas about how you've designed a really successful morning routine for you. And now let's move on to a little segment called My Favorite Things. On a completely different note, <laughs> let's talk <laughs> breakfast. I'd love to hear, Christina, what you like to eat for breakfast. Well, to be honest, some days it's just cinnamon toast slipped into the pocket on the way out the door because, you know, we try. But, <laughs> but on the ideal day, like your perfect Saturday morning, it would be waffles and scrambled eggs or fried eggs. Um, the kids don't like fried eggs though. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd make, make either cornbread waffles, like the little blue Jif box, mm -hmm. or I'll make waffles and then I'll sprinkle granola on top before closing the waffle iron. So then they're a little bit crunchy. And then I'll put the eggs on top of the waffle with syrup. So that sounds good. I should, I need to try that. I like that idea. So in this next segment, we would love to have questions from you and it's going to be listener questions. So would you please consider like sending us some of your really good questions so we can answer these on the air and that would be so fun because we want to hear from you yeah serious or follow-ups from previous episodes it's anything anything goes yep within reason you yep know. <laughs> <laughs> so um for our bungalbees and other bits uh, i've got a little story and christina i know you have one too um this is just those cute moments that our kids or do or say something that just helps us kind of not take ourselves so seriously and just helps us laugh so basically what happened was the girls were playing and um, they were in their room and they come just bursting out of their room and come to like find me in the living room or wherever and they're like mom mom there's a man outside our window and he's speaking another language and I'm like mom alert what? I know <laughs> like what now the critical piece of information here is I do like crime shows and kind of mysteries and so I'm thinking like 
international spy like oh yeah that context I'm just like <laughs> going there even though it has it's really not I don't even know why I just did so I'm thinking like what's going on like da 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 and I'm asking questions I'm like did you see him hear him is he still there like so I'm trying to stay calm but find out what really happened anyways I go to the door and I realized that there was a note stuck in the door and this note was totally just an innocent thing from our neighbor our elderly neighbor and he was just telling my husband a piece of information that he needed to know and he just like decided to leave a note so I'm I'm so curious though like how did the girls think that he was like talking or coming near their window or maybe they got confused because they are five and six years old so like I think they might have just heard him be like well I guess they're not home like maybe that's what he said but through the window they couldn't really it's a foreign language it's a foreign language I'm like that's so funny anyways that was mine for this this week I just so random I just was I was cracking up because I thought how quickly I am now to really race to this oh no something's wrong something's wrong kind of conclusion it was totally this innocent little note that was like completely nothing at all (laughs) anyways what was yours oh that's that's really sweet Um, well, I kind of touched on one of my bungalow moments earlier with um, the Lego time. and um, But another one was um, the other day, my son, who is six, was like, Mom, Mom, have you ever worn a twig? And I was like, well, I'm not really. It's like, you know, you know, fake hair. And um, and they keep doing these things. And they, they say a word that's almost like the word. And this yes. one's probably one of my favorites because it's like, no, I don't really wear twigs. And I just have this mental image of a grass skirt or something yes. like that. But um, <laughs> it reminds me to enunciate. <laughs> yes, I love that. It's so perfect. Kids just help bring us down to this funny level of just, okay, that's hilarious. I can lighten up. This is funny. Yeah. This is really funny. <laughs> so we will continue this whole kind of back to school and routines conversation next week and explore ideas for creating a calm morning routine for your kids. There are tons of ways to do this. and We're excited to dive in and share ideas with you. Also kind of what seems to work for us and what doesn't seem to work. So remember to take a few moments and identify your two to three big rocks, then four to five smaller rocks, and then the sand in your life. Reflect on what's truly meaningful and helpful for you to accomplish early in the day as a part of your morning routine, and then maybe write it out and then check them off when they're done if you like the satisfaction of seeing a checked box as much as I do. (laughs) If not, maybe write or draw them out, the big rocks out on a note card and stick it on your bathroom mirror or behind in maybe a closet door that's just maybe where you see it as this inspirational reminder. That's been really helpful. It's really powerful to write things, to say them, to see them all at once, to use all of our senses. So with writing goals, it's the same thing. If we write them down, we see them, we've got that visual reminder and we talk about them and we, you know, reflect on them. That's going to really help us to remember what these goals are and these big rocks and they'll just start to become part of our priorities every day and we won't even have to think about it. So that's the really awesome part about doing this and getting into these habits. Really amazing what these good habits can do for us. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. I'd love to hear from you. Email me at hannah at sundayafternoonmama.com. Send a little Facebook message or leave a voicemail. Just call 1-401-371-MAMA. That's 1-401-371-6262. And as always, let's notice the funny moments with our kids this week. Use the hashtag BungleBeeMoment if you would like to show us on Instagram. 
be sure to tune in next week and please tell a friend or family member if you like this podcast so they can check it out too. Good old fashioned word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news. Also, if you love the show, click subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. Come visit my website, sundayafternoonmama.com and check out our Instagram account for this podcast. It's at sundayafternoonmama, all lowercase. And there'll be some fun Instagram stories for bonus content. I'll be back with you again next week. In the meantime, I am seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.